Hello and welcome to The View from the Ninian. It's January, the transfer window is open and Cardiff City are yet to make a sign-in. It's not all doom and gloom though. We return to Premier League action on Saturday with a visit of Huddersfield to the Cardiff City Stadium. It's a real relegation six-pointer and we're looking forward to the game today with View from the Ninian's very own Charlie Cottrell and we get the opposition preview from Stefan from Terrier Blog. But first, here's Charlie. Mr. Charlie Cottrell, hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? I'm well, I'm well. How you doing, man? Yes, very good. Thanks thanks for joining us this week. Uh, obviously, we're, we're recording this midweek, looking forward to, to the game on Saturday against Huddersfield. We'll get into that a bit later, but, but it's a must win, isn't it? Oh, massively. I mean, the, what's interesting, though, like I've been looking at like our, our fixtures and where we are um, in comparison to Huddersfield and it, it like it, it is a must win it's like a six pointer but for them it's like it's make or break like I think their the run of games after us is ridiculous you know they've got like two two, two or three of the, of the top six in the next five games and so for them if if, if they lose to us on the weekend they're down yeah. um, and I know to be honest, the way I see it they're down already frankly like looking at the stuff that David Wagner's been saying about the position they're in currently is not where they expected to be I I, I think the, the reason it's a must win game is because they're, they're, they're almost out of it for me now um, I know that they did pull it back last season but for me like you know we can't be losing to a side that's got 10 points all season yeah, I mean they're there for the taking. Before we before we go on to that a little bit more, I want to talk about um, this is the first podcast we've done since since the Spurs game. Uh, that was obviously oh. a bit of a comprehensive loss, three uh, 0 at home. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you've almost got to write those games off at the start of the season and expect you know a newly promoted side you're going to get a hound in every now and then, aren't you? And it was just one of those days, but. We weren't our best, and that's perhaps what was most disappointing. Yeah, I think, but you're you're right. Like, you, you know, you, you can sort of write those games off a little bit, and ultimately, like, at the end of the day, a, t- a team like Cardiff coming up, what what are people, you know, buy, sort of buying their season tickets for in the Premier League? It's it's to go and see us play against those big teams, and I think what the biggest shame is that, like, it, it's all very well for us as fans saying, you know, we can write it off, and. We, we, we'd never expect, you know, a, a victory against a side of the calibre of Spurs. But if if the players are thinking that, it's a little bit different. And I kind of felt like, you know, the performances against Tottenham, it's similar to the performance against Man United, really. It's just so tepid and we're just sort of like yeah. letting them come at us and, you know, their, their heads are down before the game's even started. When it's a big occasion and, and you know, you, you, I, mean, I know it was a, a shit time last when we were last up and when we were in red and stuff, but... You look at what happened, you know, when we won the Man City game early on in the season, and those occasions are like bit why you're in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, even even against in the Arsenal game early on in the season, you like, I know we lost, but the whole joy of the occasion was seeing us like competing with 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 the top club and and you know and playing with a bit of freedom. So, um, I I, th- I I like I I always write it off, and I, and I still think like we've we've had a really successful Christmas period despite getting spanked by. United and 
and Tottenham. But it, it'd just be nice to see the players, you know, maybe not, maybe not sort of die out so so easily. Yeah, and I think Warnock as well to an extent in terms of how he's setting up the side against against these big teams and perhaps not setting up to to frustrate them and to to make us hard to beat, but almost showing them too much respect and and giving them time off the ball on the ball sorry and and that was really hard to watch and usually um you know promoted sides usually do get a beating but once a season a promoted side will take a point off off a top side won't they it, it wolves have done it a couple of times already and like i said we did it last time we, we were up but in the games against the top team so far we've just not looked like doing that at all we arsenal perhaps uh the closest but even then you know they were they blew us away a bit at the end. Yeah, I mean, t- I mean, to be fair, like, you know, you-, you had the game against Chelsea away where we scored first, and and Liverpool, we we did score when it was when it was still two one. So I mean, potentially, I'm being a little bit harsh occasionally, but like, and and you, you know, you you look at the Spurs team and the, the, like the football they play is just it's just ridiculous. You know, Harry Kane is one in a million. You know, er- er- Eriksson is a fantastic player, but. You, you know, you, you've you've kind of in those situations, you've got to stand up and be counted. And and I, I yeah, I, I felt like the the occasion is definitely has definitely got to them. And and also like you know, it, fair enough if if that's happening, you know, away. You know, you, you're going to go to somewhere like the Etihad, and you're going to, you know, if we if we get spanked five one at the Etihad, then fair enough. But like at home in front of like thirty thousand Cardiff fans, you'd you'd hope they'd maybe. Put put in a little bit more of a fight because you know the fans are up for it and and yeah. especially in in the championship you know those big games when the fans are up for it you can you can see that sort of you know transcend down to the pitch but that just sort of that hasn't really been the case with I think some some of the big fixtures we've had um, at home this season yeah and obviously sandwiched between that Spurs game and this Huddersfield game was a a break for a lot of the senior players because we had the FA Cup against Gillingham. You were telling me uh, earlier today that you, for your sins, uh, chose to watch that game. And <laughs> how how would you sum that up? Oh my god! I've been trying to block it out ever since I bloody <laughs> watched it. Honestly, it was a waste of time. Like, yeah, I mean, so, so, you know, you, you, we did give some players a rest, but you know, we didn't put we didn't put a poor side out. You know, there were some some first team players there who, and maybe some who, you know, on on the peripheries of the team who you maybe think would look to step up and and show Warnock you know you sh- you should you should be picking me every week you know if you've had doubts about me you know as Gillingham side you should be running and bragging no disrespect to them but you know it was a big occasion for them and 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 you and you know absolute limbs when they when they scored I mean <laughs> so like the namely like Smithies like I know it's, it you can be harsh on goalkeepers because one one cock up and suddenly you know you, you're not getting you're not getting picked ever again but like the the, the goal is just a bit you, you watch it again it's like how, how's that how's that happened like yeah. even even funders afterwards were saying they were just kind of a bit bemused by by it but um i don't know but i mean i suppose like some of them as well maybe maybe haven't had enough game time and some of the, some of them just if i'm being harsh some of them aren't up to it like lowick the moore was probably the worst player on the pitch like his he must he must have made his, his passing accuracy could be no more than than twenty percent for especially the second half. I was, yeah. it was just you know you put 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 some backbone into it and and I thought I thought it was a shame. But then I suppose you know despite all the you know you got the you got the jacks and you got 
Newport, you know, giving it the big one about, and and you know, big 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 win for Newport. Fair play to them, but yeah. you know, they're giving it the big one. But ultimately, like, it's not going to do our season any harm going out earlier, but early in in a cup like that. But I th- I still think it was, all, and also like, you know, I don't know, I don't know how aware players are of of ticket pricing and stuff, but. You know, the Cardiff fans went all the way to fucking Kent to watch that game, paid 25 quid for a ticket, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And and saw that performance. You just think, like, come on, guys. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, it it did, did make me laugh that um, you mentioned the Jacks there and, and quite a lot of Jacks on, on Twitter, on social media, thinking that them reaching the fourth round made them the best club in Wales, uh, which, which is quite comical. Uh, I know, yeah. I mean, but you, you know, with with things like that, I think you could you could just let them have it, can't you? Because you, you, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't. I. I honestly don't even know who they played in the in the FA Cup. They they obviously won, and that's great for them. But ultimately, we're the team. Yeah, I mean, if if they could trade places with us and then be the ones in the Premiership going out to Gillingham in the FA Cup then they'd obviously take in a heartbeat so yeah. you know they can, they can they can keep their fourth round FA Cup um, <laughs> and we'll keep being in the Premiership <laughs> Obviously a lot of the focus this this week uh, uh, and leading up to January has been on, on the transfer window relatively quiet so far uh, unfortunately for Cardiff City a few departures Lee Tomlin's gone uh, and Gary Medine as well both on loan nobody's joined the club yet there seems to have been a lot of uh, huffing and puffing from fans on social media, and what's your view on that? And, and a lot of we, a lot of people were hoping to get bodies in for for Huddersfield. Um, it's not happened. Are you disappointed? Are you surprised? What's your view? Um, so, so in, in terms of the departures, I think like with with Medine, it's it's just. I mean, I I, I don't know. I was I was probably one of those who who lost faith a little bit early on. I think. Um, maybe harshly, I was especially sort of done with him. You know, <laughs> when we in, in the championship last season, when he missed the penalty against Wolves, I was like, oh, like the amount of money we pay for him, and yeah. that's what he got. But honestly, I think I think Lee Tomlin, he, he contributed more than most people realised to 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 us getting promoted last season. There was one game, which I think it, it was a, it was a pretty tight game, and I can't remember who we were playing against, but. He yeah. just kept, like I don't know if you remember it, but he like the ball came and came to him in the middle of midfield, and he had two players charging in on him. Did the little drag back? Yeah, did the drag back and like set up a goal, which won us a really tight game. And there's, there were there were little things like that where you could bring him off. Um, you could you, you could I mean you could bring him on, you know, with with twenty minutes, half an hour to go, and he'd do something. And I think that was my issue with Medine. It's like he'd come on and sort of gallop around the place and and. As much as I wanted him to to do well, nothing really came of it. Whereas with Tomlin, I always thought, you know, he he, he always looked capable of d- doing something. Like he, like he came on, and and I genuinely felt that some defenders were like wary of him when he when he came on. So yeah. I think it's a shame it didn't work out. I mean, he's he's not a Premier League player. He's not fit enough. Um, but f- for him, I I, I hope. He, you know he's going back to Peterborough, which is obviously you know they've they've they have a, a deep connection and with his career and and whatnot. So it sounds like it's a good move, good move for him. And he's got to be like one of the best players in in League One. Um, and I, I I tell you what as well, yeah. If he if you brought him on in that Gillingham game, Cardiff City would have won. I I I feel like he's the kind of player who who can grab the game by the scruff of yeah. the neck. We did not have anyone. Like that, um, I mean, granted, we brought on Hoyler, but 
so so yeah, I think I think it's a shame for him to 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 be sort of going. But but you, I mean, he'll he'll flourish hopefully at Peterborough. Um, but yeah, I guess in terms of the in terms of signings, the, the the frustration from summer is maybe just sort of a, a little bit. You know, it, it's still lingering with, with this January transfer window. But I think we've just got to bear in mind that we're like we're not we're not Manchester City, and yeah, you know, the, 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 the Tan isn't going to just turn around and be like, "There you go, Neil. There's forty million. Go and buy who you like." You know, they, they've they've got to be smart. And I, I I do like the look of of, of the French lad. Is it Sarah? Sarah? Salah, yeah, the, the, Salah, the striker, yeah, for Nantes. Yeah, and I know he's like second top scorer in the league. Um, but I, you know, twenty million. Yeah, I mean, if that's the price of of keeping us up, then fair enough. But I mean, we we need we need something. I think I think it's a big shame. It'd be a big shame if we we if Ampadu just sort of spends the rest of this season sat on the bench for for Chelsea because yeah. uh, like in a team like he's like what we're crying out for. He's creative. He's he's. You know, he's be brave as well. He's willing to take a risk, but but he's he's sharp and he's good in the air, and I th- and he's you know obviously a, a Welsh boy as well. So I think someone like him would be perfect. Um, but but I think we could, I think we can only loan one more player, can't we? So yeah, we, from we one more player from a Premier League club, um, okay. but we could loan again from outside of the yeah. Premier League. I believe if there's a lot of. Uh, different interpretations of the rules going around but I believe that's that that's the case perhaps a, a slightly controversial question here Charlie do you have faith in Warnock's recruitment I mean because he, for, for all the good the good free signings like Hoyler and, and Etheridge and, and Bamba there's been the six million on Gary Medine the um Tomlin fee you know the likes of Shamat coming in early and Kieran Richardson, people like that. Um, Bobby Reed as well. You know, I like Bobby Reed's a good player, but was it uh, the right signing for Cardiff? Maybe not. I don't know. So, do you have faith? I I, no, I think you're right. I think it, it's not his strength, and the, the, and also like the, the the signings you make when you're when you're trying to get promoted in the championship are a lot different to the signings you make when you're trying to stay up in the Premier League and obviously he that's one of the things he's not massively experienced in um you know keeping up staying up and then and then solidifying a team um with with transfers i think he he's i mean what he's great at is doing the best of what he's got and what what really pisses me off is when I think we we've discussed this in in the past and you know with the other view from the Minion lot, but like a, t- a team like Fulham, you know they, they've they've spent shitloads of money and were they like they're below us, you know they, they, yeah, and they were signing good players yeah. and they've had money thrown at them and they've been playing not very good football. I mean we all like Cardiff Cardiff fans would sell their soul to have Mitrovic playing up front for them I've no doubt yes, so I don't yeah. like he's, he's like he did well in the in the championship but I'm, I mean I'm not sure he's being fully utilised and but yeah we're, we're the ones who get slated because we're not you know we're, we're not going out and spending the big money because we don't have it and and that's where I kind of you know teams like Cardiff and Huddersfield we're just sort of victims of modern football where you know fans fans buy into the whole big money transfers and that's like that's fine if you're a team like Wolves, who have heaps of investment and 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 can, dodgy links and and dodgy links exactly where their manager can go out and buy like half the Portuguese national team. <laughs> but but when it, when it comes to us, I mean, 
I, I, I still I still I have faith in Warnock in general. I mean I I, I mean you're you're right in that. God, I forgot we signed Kieran Richardson. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Um, they were bad times. They were, they were bad times. But then, I mean, and, like, I, I'm sorry, but like Gary Medine, it's just like that. That was that's maybe the biggest crime of all, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I, I, but I guess perhaps the worry is is a situation again, like because that that's what happened with the Medine transfer. In that, I think we were waiting for it. Was it Lewis Graben? We were we were in for and waiting, and then it was. Medine was almost a, a panic by getting someone through the door, and, exactly. and the worry is that that Salah, who it looks like he doesn't particularly want to come for Cardiff to Cardiff, sorry. So do we panic, you know, and spend twenty million on someone who we we don't really need or, or want or fit our system? Yeah, um, and and like it, we're in a position where like so so I saw that Tammy Abraham rejected going to Wolves. Um, in favour of staying for Aston Villa, and, and like more more power to him, you know. Would, would you like Wolves are doing well as well? But it, you know, I saw Cardiff fans, you know, crying out, being like, you know, make make him a better offer. And if you if you if you even if you're in the Championship, if you're banging in goals in the Championship, you're on form. You're in a team that's looking to push for promotion. Do you really want to trade that in for a side that, you know, is spending most games with like? You know, thirty, forty percent possession, and you're having to feed off the scraps. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's not the most attractive prospect, is it, for a lot of strikers? No. Um, and and I get to, who's um, the um, the the Brentford the Brentford strikers that sort of uh, like, Neil Mopay um, or someone like yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah. And who, frankly, we owe we owe our, our promotion to anyway because he missed that the most ridiculous sitter I've ever <laughs> seen in real life um, to win us the game. But I mean, even even then, like, do we want to go and you know, spend twenty million on on a championship striker who who you know I think could be no better than no better than Zahor. I, I think like someone like Defoe would have been perfect. That would have been ideal. Or I know it like you know, or Andy, Andy Carroll like that would. Yes. That that's what I'm talking about. A big, you know, a big striker who knows his way around the Premier League because that, that's I think that's what we or, or like you know. Someone like Defoe, who's you know someone who's got a bit of experience, rather I, than yeah, um, twenty million's a, a massive risk to take on anyone who 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 has never played in in the Premier League before. I think yeah, I keep banging the uh, the Peter Crouch drum much oh to uh, Scott I, Johnson's it, dismay. Yeah. I, literally, Peter Crouch, he, the guy, the guy scores goals. The guy yeah. scores goals. We've got you know Hoyler and Murphy and Harris and Camarasa. Ping balls into that that bloody tree all day long, and <laughs> one of them's going to go in. You know, I think he he scored for Stoke on the weekend, I think, and it's just thinking like, surely, just give 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 him give him, give him half a season, bring bring him on, you know, yeah. twenty minutes every now and then. But yeah, no, I saw I'd, I'd back that, I'd back that. But then is is this because we're getting to the point where we would take anyone? Like, is yeah, is maybe. would any? We do we get to the point where any? transfer we bring in is good news even if it's not someone who's you know actually going to do us any good i don't know yeah. I, I joked at the start of the window um to some of the view from the union lot that we'd probably get to the 31st of january recall reese healy and, and that would be our new striker and uh, i joked but it, that might be the case as he, yeah. he's already back isn't he but um Re- like and i've been watching i've been watching reese healy come up through the the youth system since forever it feels like and I've always, always felt like he deserved a shot. I think I don't know if I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he played a couple of games 
at the end of our Premier League tenure last time. He might have come on off the bench yeah, for maybe. games. But like, you know, some, someone like like you know, you look at teams like um, like Chelsea with um, with Hudson Adoy. You know, if 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 that if that guy was playing in Germany, you know, or or or, or Spain, he'd he'd be he'd be flourishing and he'd be an incredible footballer already because he's given a chance. So I think it'd it'd be great to be in a position where you can you know you can play young players and take a risk on them and stuff, but. You know, in this first season when we're in the Premier League, I think experience is probably is probably key. Although, I mean, maybe I'm chatting shit because we bought Kenwin Jones and look how that turned out. Yes, and Peter Odenwingi. And Peter Odenwingi, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> remember Odenwingi Gate? Oh my god, Jesus, yeah. So, uh. you know what? I think I think I actually have no idea. <laughs> I think just just scrap the January transfer window and save us this this drama. But exactly. I, I want to talk quickly, Charlie, about the game on, on the weekend. Obviously, Huddersfield yeah, yeah. at the Cardiff City Stadium. We, we've already mentioned that that it's a must win in terms of Huddersfield are there for the taking, aren't they? They're on a torrid run. Is is it no wins in eight? I think something like that. And, and... yeah, well, I think if you include the loss to Bristol City, that's nine. Um, and you know they they lost to a second string Bristol City side on the weekend as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah I mean exactly. So the the fixtures coming up, I think they so they've got us and then uh, who have they got? They got yeah, so they've got us and they've got Man City and then Everton, uh, Chelsea, uh, you, you know it, it and then Arsenal. You know that that does not look good for them. No, but but are they, are they going to want to come? I don't think. You know, coming to us, playing us at home, they might fancy their chances. I mean, they, they, this is probably the best shot they've got at, at three points. But if we beat them, they're going down. Um, but also, I guess it's, it is. You're right. It is huge for us. We 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 lose and we're we're firmly in the shit. I think yeah. um, we win and you know we're out of the shit for a little bit at least. Because um, so, looking at our fixtures as well, I think the the the, the start and the end. Are pretty miserable, but this this sort of this period between you know, J- January February time, maybe March as well. We've we've got like several winnable home games. You know, we've got Watford at home. We've got Everton. I mean, maybe get a point at home off Everton is, is asking a little bit much. But you know, there's you know West Ham at home in in March. These yeah. are, this it could we could get ourselves onto a decent run here, and this definitely. could be, this could definitely be the start of it. You know, we haven't got. Any, we're not playing any of the top six who are gonna, you know, be, like be, beat the life out of us and you know put five past us. So this could be a chance to to, to gather some form, hopefully. And well, I mean, what I, I but I take I take a one nil horrible goal mad scramble against Huddersfield because because that's what, so that's what you know it's, it's two points lost against them away. You know they had they had a had a man. Yeah, we should have won that one. Should have won that. And, and I and I I I I don't want there to be too many rude opportunities you know like games like Newcastle like Newcastle at home again we should have won that they had a man sent off um Burnley at home you know that was just that made me go home and just want to smash my face in <laughs> um so so I, I mean it, it depends I don't know what 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 kind of team do you think Warnock's gonna put out I think he, he's got to go for an attack team similar to the Fulham game, I think, where we really, really took it to them mm. and yeah. and perhaps put them on the back foot, which, which they weren't expecting. And, and I was just looking at um, the teams around us, and 
if we can pick up three points this weekend, a lot of the teams around us will probably drop points. Southampton are away at Leicester, which is a difficult game. I know mm-hmm. we went there and won, but you know usually they don't lose much at home. Yeah, Burn- yeah. Burnley and Fulham are playing each other, so yeah, they're going to take like, points huge off each for other us as well. Like that's yeah. that's great for us. Um, which they're probably also thinking about us in Huddersfield, but still. Yeah, and then Newcastle are away away at Chelsea. So if we can pick up three points, the teams around us are going to drop points this weekend. So it, it's a really Absolutely. important op- opportunity, and, and we've got to take it. And hopefully, the, the likes of Arter and Camarasa and, and Gunnarsson and um, and Bamba had a good rest, you know, over the FA Cup weekend, yeah. and and they'll be refreshed and rearing to go again. And and I think with the the January transfer window open, a lot of them will be trying to, to show to Warnock, listen, keep your faith in us. We're, we're doing a good job. We're outside of the relegation zone with 21 games gone. We take that at the start of the season, won't we? And, and they're showing what they can do at this level. And, and there's no reason really to, apart from perhaps up front, although I think it's harsh on Patterson if he does yeah, get dropped, yeah. not to keep faith with the boys we've got. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree. And, and if, if we're being brutally honest... If we were in Huddersfield's position at this point, would anyone have been surprised? No, they wouldn't have. You know, everyone had written us off, including some Cardiff fans, you know, yeah. before the start of the season. So, you know, I, th- I think we're, we're in a much better position than, than some people give us credit for. I mean, oh my, the, some of the pundits drive me absolutely mad. You know, I've, I've seen yeah. articles on the weekend about, you know, what's going wrong at Cardiff. What's going wrong at, wrong at Cardiff? They're, like, they're, they're talking out of their ass. Like, yeah. it's, you know, and that's what really, again, like that sort of goes back to how, you know, they're, they're more than happy to, to sort of nitpick, um, you, you know, the, the negativities f- from Cardiff, but, you know, they don't necessarily give both barrels in the same way to teams like Fulham, who, who've had a far bigger budget and, and frankly fucked it up far, far worse than, than we have. So, yeah, I think um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 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 definitely positive. I'm definitely positive about. I, I think it, it like it, coming away from Saturday with anything other than win is it's going to be hard to take. I mean, it's not going to be disastrous, but I think you know it, this this It'll be disappointing, won't it? Oh, massively disappointing. And I think if there's one game we we should on paper even I mean even like even on paper we should be doing this team. You know, quite a lot of the teams we face, like getting a getting a result off Wolves, that like that was fantastic. I think we, you know, for all you say about you know playing Leicester at the wrong time and playing Man United at the wrong time, we probably played Wolves at exactly the right time. Yeah. Um. So you know we've done well to get points off, but this is where it matters because you know Wolves we beat them, but you know they're, they're never going to be around us when it no. comes to the end of the season. So these are the ones; these are our cup finals. So yeah, fingers crossed. The the, the boys. Could, I mean, I mean, it'd be so good, wouldn't it? Like four nil win, three nil up after you know yeah. half an hour. That'd be the dream. But between me and you, I can't see that happening. <laughs> no. So, so before I let you go, Chad, what is your score prediction for the weekend? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two 0 Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. two 0 Cardiff. I think I think if 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 we if we can go out and, and maybe get an early goal and then and then put them to bed, you know, early second half, I I, I can see it happening. You know, their heads will go down. The stadium will be rocking. Huddersfield won't want to know. And you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, the the defense can defense can shut up shop and Arctic and Arctic can mop everything up. But yeah, so yeah. I'll go two 0 City. Perfect. I. I... 
I think it's a good shout. I'm going to go for a 3-1. I think that we've got goals in us against these teams, but I think we struggle to keep clean sheets. I think Huddersfield might nick one, um, but it'll be a relatively comfortable comfortable win. Listen, Charlie, thank you very much for joining us. Where can, no, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, so it's at uh, Cottrell, but the two the two L's are actually I's, but they're capitalized, so it looks like Cottrell. So they're all, <laughs> all very clever. So yeah, if you can find me, then good luck to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we'll have to tag you so people can find you. <laughs> Sounds good. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Charlie. No problem. Cheers, Scott. Thanks. Well, as always on View from the Ninian, we make sure we get the point of view of the away fan. So joining us today... Looking forward to Cardiff Huddersfield is Stefan from terrierblog.co.uk. Hi, Stefan. Hi, Scott. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? Good, mate. Good, mate. Looking forward to Saturday, as always. Yes. Uh, Saturday, obviously, it's a big game for, for both teams. Um, it, it's been dubbed, and probably rightly so, as a, as a six-pointer. Are you viewing that from the Huddersfield point of view? Um, it's absolutely essential for us. We've got to get some points, and if we're not getting points against you, lads, then we are in serious trouble. Yeah, it, it's not been the best season, has it, for you? Talk us through, through what's gone, gone wrong. Obviously, last year, um, you're in a bit of sort of bother, but, but you had that sort of almost great escape, didn't you? Uh, yeah, and Baxter turned it around. But Last year was awesome, mate. We beat Man U, we played quite well, we, we gave a, a few people a good run for the money, and we upset a few folk. And, um, you know, we scored one goal against Chelsea, which um, kept us up and um, kept us in the big time, and it's been fun. Um Started with lots of hope and expectation at the start of the year, but um, nothing really came in the new signings, and it's, it's all been, well, not even mediocre lately. No. It, it, so what do you think is going Going back to the summer, um, recruitment-wise, did it go as planned? Did you get bodies through the door, or, or do you think that's where the problems stem, or, or is it on the pitch, just things aren't well, clicking? Terrible. We had high hopes, because Wagner had gone out and signed lots of pacey, young, attacking players. Um, and then come the start of the season, we line up with five at the back and, um, you know, full backs as wingers. And it's all a little bit odd. It seems like the signings weren't quite the right people. Yeah. Uh, we lost guys like Tom Ince, who um, John from Terrier Blog uh, was never a big fan of. But, you know, he was a hard worker and he carried the ball. Um, and we've lost a lot of those chaps and a lot of um, a lot of energy in the dressing room, you know. Uh, characters like Michael Heffley. You know, he might not set the world on fire with his defending, but he's, uh, you know, he was almost the uh, the club's unofficial mascot. Yeah. Um, I think we miss a, a few of those people. And so, on on the pitch, things things haven't gone well, including the FA Cup uh, loss to City. I think it's no win in the last nine at the moment. Yeah, is no, it? we're definitely nine nine and zero at the moment. Um, it wasn't quite as depressing as losing against Stoke in the uh, the League Cup to a, a world class on goal <laughs> uh, by one of our aforementioned new signings, but um, it was pretty terrible. But in all honesty, I've followed town for years. Uh, Bristol City is Bristol City. We always get beaten by them. I don't know what it is. Both um, team, but yeah, out of the cup, uh, concentrating on the league. Um, we need to check it out. We need to um, find some new ideas. We tried it. Uh, last week against Burnley, and then um, our talisman Chindler got sent, got himself sent off because he can't count. <laughs> so all the all the hope of the first ten fifteen minutes was uh, was kind of ruled out. Because you actually but took the lead against Burnley, one. didn't you? Pardon? You took the lead against Burnley, didn't you? So things we seemed did. to be going uh, one well. One of our strikers scored a goal for the first time this season <laughs> after Christmas, um, which which sums up how our season's gone, mate. 
And that, Steve Mooney, as you mentioned, and and he's an important player for you, isn't he? But as my right in saying that he's missed quite a lot of football this season through injury, and that's you know perhaps been one of your downfalls. Uh, not an awful lot through injury. He's been quite regular, as has uh, Del Potro. And while they didn't set the the world on fire last year, they did get you know eight nine goals each, um, and it makes a difference. You know, our top top scorers are defenders currently, and that's not just our top score it's several positions below that um, somebody's got to get some goals and yeah. thank god Steve got one on Saturday <laughs> and I mean perhaps credit to the club that, that they have stuck with, with David Wagner a lot of teams would have changed manager by now among the fans is that the view that that's the right thing to do do they still back the manager now um, I would suggest that the sensible fans who've been there for a long time know what's going on and know that stability is more important for a club like ours than perhaps results right now um, being relegated is not what any of us really want but we need some stability and we don't ever need to face administration again or be bought by somebody ruthless and reckless we have a fantastic chairman uh, David Wagner's proved himself but he's not having a great time right now and a lot of the fans put that down to the recruitment uh, by the new footballing director or sporting director over the summer and some put it down to um, Wagner's tactics which uh, haven't changed a lot lately which is disappointing because when he came in he was you know he was fantastic he changed a lot of things and and shook up the club uh, but I'm certainly still Wagner in a few of the uh, the newer fans shall we say uh, might be more Wagner out I think that's as a newly promoted side it's it's one of the the things that uh, the the change that happens, isn't it, among the fan base and and perhaps those fans, like I said, that haven't been there um, during the tough times. And that's not necessarily they're they're less of a fan or, or that's their fault. It's just you know nature of things. People come to support clubs at, at different times, um, but when they don't remember those those tough times, it it loses that perspective, doesn't it? And we're experiencing something slightly similar at Cardiff. Obviously, everyone's um, ecstatic with the way they're playing so far this season and, and outside the relegation zone. But this sort of panic starting to set in with the transfer window and the fact that we're not going out and spending £20 million on, on a striker. Uh, and a lot of fans are getting frustrated with that, whereas other fans who, like I said, have been there in the tough times, have seen us in administration, have been through the Sam Hamamias and the... Um, Peter Risdale's people like that have perspective. You can't mention Risdale to a Yorkshireman. I mean, I, <laughs> I hate Leeds, but I see, I saw what he did to Leeds. I saw what he did to Barnsley. Um, the man is awful. Um, yes, you currently sit in the precious what 17 spot, which is where we would love to be. Um, yeah. And you know, you have a fantastic manager. Um, town know an awful lot about Neil Warnock. Um, but you're right, you know, the the new fans, they come in, sometimes they're, they're vocal because they want to, to prove their support, but when they're um, shouting for Big Sam and stuff like that, it, it's a little bit irritating, you know. Yeah. For, Nothing, for nothing's ever that bad. Pardon? Nothing's ever that bad. <laughs> exactly, no. Nothing <laughs> is ever that bad. You need to call Big Sam. Um, but, you know, it, it shows a little naivety in that, you know, big clubs can maybe get away with that for six months and take the hit that Big Sam causes and all the, the brown envelopes, etc. Um, but clubs like, like ours just can't do that. You know, you've got to have some stability. You've got to have five, ten-year plans. You've got to know where the money's coming from and where it's going to. Um, and unfortunately, when you know players start at £20 million for mediocre championship strikers, it's a tough old game. It is, yeah. And I guess similar to Cardiff in that 
our view is very much even if we do get relegated there's probably no one better to get promoted again than Neil Warnock and I guess for Huddersfield fans that's a similar view with with Wagner knowing what he did to get you promoted and did last year and having faith in him why get rid of him? Absolutely, you know there are not too many promotion specialists out there, and I think if you if you look across the ages of football history, any club that's had a stable manager for a long time tends to end up quite successful as long as you know they are the right guy. But if you bankrupt a club, you won't have a job, and neither will anybody else. So, I think the stability is is super super important for for clubs like ours, and doing things like investing in our training facilities and actually making sure there is a club in fifty years time, hundred years time is the most important thing you mentioned Neil Warnock and, and Huddersfield fans know him well and he managed you quite early on in his career back in in 93 for for two years um how's he viewed up in Huddersfield I know obviously most places across the country have a certain view of uh Neil Warnock and it's not a great one but, but what's the view up there yeah we, we like Neil you know we've there's a number of ex-managers uh Peter Jackson uh springs to mind uh, and a few ex-players that, that always come to Huddersfield and they're always welcome. You know, he he was a grafter. He worked hard. He's a northern lad himself. Um, so there's no there's no ill blood between us and him. Um, certainly no street, Steve Bruce, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but we won't get into that on this this podcast. That's uh, that's a very Huddersfield conversation. And so obviously the teams the teams met earlier on in the season and and it was a a, a goal straw I believe wasn't it and it, it was the view I... very much in, in Cardiff was that that we should have got three points out of that and um, I think was it Jonathan Hogg got sent off for you he did but uh, Harry Arthur should have been sent off for you as well <laughs> I think if uh, if one was going they should have both gone um, I actually made a, a five hundred mile round trip to go and see that and it was spectacularly dull. Uh-huh. I have yeah. to say, from from all aspects and angles, um, not very little from either side, unfortunately. Other than the the little bit of argy bargy that got Hog sent off, um, and very low on atmosphere. Unfortunately, I'm hoping that now we we all view it as a as a proper six pointer, then we uh, <laughs> we give it some on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday, what are you expecting? How do you expect Huddersfield to to set up? At- Cardiff, will, I think, will very much go at Huddersfield. We saw, we've seen that against sort of Fulham and other teams around us, and Warnock set to go on the front foot and perhaps surprisingly for many people, considering they they label him as a long ball specialist, but really pressing pressing the opposition. Will Wagner set up Huddersfield to do similar, or, or will it be very much absorbing the pressure and trying to hit Cardiff on the counter attack? Well, firstly, there's no wrong with Group 1. Um, I wish we'd do it a bit more. I have a feeling Wagner will possibly set up against, as he did against Burnley, four at the back, uh, with probably Hogg and Billing in the mid, and then uh, two of the wingers, Pritchard and probably Steve Mounier. Um, it's a quite standard Wagner formation. Hopefully it's a little bit more attacking than his five at the back. If he turns out five at the back on two o'clock on Saturday, we will all expect a ball draw. Uh, from our guys, you know, we haven't got a lot in the final third right now, um, and it's really telling. But I imagine we'll actually have a lot of possession from you guys, and it may be you four on the counter attack. And for Cardiff fans who perhaps haven't seen Huddersfield play much this this year, who are the key men that that we should look out for? I, admittedly, I've not seen much of Huddersfield, but when I have, I've been really impressed with uh, with Billing in midfield. Uh, Phil Bell's had a, a good season. He's he's hit and miss, but he's, he's growing into his legs. He's, he's remembering how to put one foot in front of the <laughs> other. Um, Jonathan Hogg for me is is the man that makes Huddersfield really tick. 
So if he's on form and he's got full aggression, he'll be interesting to watch. Um, certainly, uh, Steve Mooney, if he's playing, if he's on, I don't know. I really don't know. Alex Pritchard, for me, though, is is one of my favourite players. He's a Yorkshire Terrier come to life. And um, as a neutral or as a, a Cardiff City fan, watch him. He's endlessly entertaining in the effort he puts in and the aggression that he gives, given that he's about three foot tall. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Stefan, before I let you go, what's your score prediction for the weekend? Uh, well, I'm going to go with optimism. I'm going to say that we're going to get these vital three points. We're going to come that little bit closer to that lovely 17th position that you offer, and I'm going to go for a 1-0. Um, but that's me being optimistic. If I'm going to be a realist, I think it might be 0-0 or a 1-0. It, quick, sorry, if you do lose this one um, earlier on in the podcast, I was chatting to, chatting to Charlie, who's a Cardiff fan, and, and he's very much saying psychologically for, for Huddersfield it'd be a big blow and and with the run of games that you've got against some of the top sides it could obviously not mathematically relegate Huddersfield but really psychologically put you down is that do you agree with that view or do you think that's a bit harsh yeah we're terriers we won't give up until the last game of the season whether we're relegated or not um, but yeah you're right I mean 10, ten in a row um, particularly the last sort of four or five games where we've played teams around us it's not looking good. Um, but the fans are aware of that. We're aware of, of the club that we are, but we, we'd love to pull off the, the greater escape this year. Um, and certainly at least Eclipse Derby's record of 12 points would be bare min, I expect. Perfect. Well, Stefan, thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully, uh, from a Cardiff point of view, not too good a game for you on, on Saturday, but um, enjoy the game. Well, let's hope it's entertaining and uh, best of luck to all of us. Perfect. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. We're for fans, by fans. You can catch more like this at viewfromtheninian.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure you check us out. Come on, city.